Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. In this episode, I interview Christy. And you're gonna learn about Christy, her upbringing, um, how she got interested in skin disease, how she got interested in dermatology, what her current clinical interests are, and a lot more. So we're, we're gonna plan to do some combined episodes just for the purpose of enjoyment and ent entertainment. So enjoy. Welcome to another episode. It's Drew. And Christy. And we're doing a conversational podcast today. Yes, our first one of these. We hope that you guys all love it and enjoy it. That's our goal. All right, so this is going to be a little Q&A. So we talked a little bit about myself on the first episode. And so now we're going to talk about Christy. So Christy. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, what sorts of things can I tell you? Uh, well, tell us about where you grew up, what you did growing up, how you ended up as a dermatologist. Sure. So I grew up here in Cincinnati, and that's actually where we currently live. And I played a ton of sports growing up. I love playing soccer, and I played another sport called squash. Okay, so you played soccer? Did you ever get a sunburn playing soccer? Because that's an outdoor sport. Actually, I don't really know that I did. Fortunately, just because my parents were very particular about me wearing sunscreen, both when I was playing sports, but also when I was like, let's say out on the beach. So we would wear sunscreen regular, regularly. I would even wear um, clothing to stay covered up. So you've never had a blistering sunburn in your life? I don't think that I have actually. That's impressive. Yeah, thanks, I got lucky. I've had one blistering sunburn in my life, and yeah. that was after I took step one. We went to the Bahamas. Step one is one of our medical tests, for those of you who don't know what that is. Yes, yeah, she's right about this. So step one is a part of USMLE licensing, which is United States Medical Licensing Test, USMLE. It's a test you take in medical school. Yeah, and it's like, that's the big one. Um, USMLE step one is like in the past determined if you were going to get a good residency or not, but that's changed a little bit. They no longer grade it. So anyways, I was, I just took my USMLE one and then I went to the Bahamas and I was like, so not concerned about the sun. I actually wanted to tan. This is before I knew I was going to go into dermatology, by the way. And I blistered. I blistered so bad. I turned as red as a lobster. It's the only blistering sunburn I've had. But ever since then, I've actually been concerned that I'm at risk for melanoma because of that one sunburn. Hmm. Yeah, I can totally understand why you have that concern. I have to say that even not having had a blistering sunburn, I still worry about possible increased risk of skin cancer for myself just simply because I was out there so often playing soccer. And, and I'll be honest, I also was a swimmer prior to that. And I even played some tennis. So just having that outdoor exposure, again, makes me feel concerned and makes me feel that I should have skin checks regularly. Yeah, well, thankfully, you're married to a dermatologist. So yeah, fortunately, that. fortunately, I'm also a dermatologist, so <laughs> I can check out my own skin, but definitely need your help looking at my back and the back of my legs. Yeah. Okay. So so you grew up, played a lot of sports. Tell, tell us a little bit about how you got into medical school. What did that even look like? Did you know you wanted to go to medical school out of the gate from in college? Tell us about that. For sure. So I actually knew I wanted to be a doctor since I was honestly probably in high school because I had a lot of injuries growing up playing sports. So I tore my ACL for all you soccer players out there. I know that's a common one for us, unfortunately. Um, ended up with having 
uh, knee surgery prior to college. I've had four knee surgeries since. And I originally thought that I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon because I thought I wanted to be that person who fixed people like myself so they could go back and play sports. Turns out that ortho was not for me. Uh, so that's not something I learned immediately. But basically, um, in college, I learned about this receptor. And it turns out that when you have a mutation in this receptor, you end up with red hair and increased skin cancer risk. And I thought that that was the wildest thing. So my interest in derm actually really stemmed from there and grew from there. Okay, so, but you you still wanted to do ortho, right? You were, did you want to do ortho like as a third year med student even? I did. Okay, but then you saw an ortho surgery. Mm-hmm. After eight weeks of regular surgery, then I went to my first orthopedic surgery. And so I, wait, 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 was this like a rotation within surgery or was this an elective? It was an elective. Okay. So I did eight weeks of regular surgery, never had a problem in the OR. Went to my first orthopedic case and I almost passed out. <laughs> did you did you have to finish the whole like elective time? I finished the whole elective. Which was like what, four weeks? No, it was only two weeks, fortunately. Okay, so you finished two weeks and then then what did you do? How did you decide to make a transition from your no you know you're gonna be an orthopedic surgeon to you actually are gonna be a dermatologist? You know, honestly I think that derm was always a possibility. Because again, I had done this research component prior to going to medical school. And then actually the summer after my first year, I had done additional research in the same lab. So while it wasn't my first choice at the moment that I started third year, it was still on my mind as a possible uh, career choice, if you will. Okay. okay. So I already had the elective lined up. And once I knew I didn't want to do orthopedic surgery, the question became, okay, so probably more so dermatology. And then what's the next step on that front? Gotcha. Okay. So at that point, you were transitioning to become a fourth year, it sounds like, because you had more elective time. So we actually got, I think, two or three electives our third year, oh. and we had two weeks for each one of them. So okay. I think that I had done orthopedic surgery and dermatology, Okay. and I went from a two-week derm rotation my third year into two four-week Actually, I think that's right. It's hard for me to keep track. Honestly, this was over 10 years ago or about right. 10 years ago. Yeah. But I know that I did two away electives, um, one like at Ohio State back. and then one at Indiana University. Okay, right. And I'd done a ton of reading in advance of those. Right. So you didn't really do many electives after that then. You just went from, from ortho to derm. Pretty much. Okay. So that was unlike mine. So in my third year med school, we did only required core whatever you call it core clinicals mm -hmm. and we had no electives whereas you know we would start off fourth year and it would be purely electives so anyways um i haven't told the listeners that i i thought i was going to be an anesthesiologist that's actually what i applied for um until i did a derm rotation and i was in fact going on interviews in anesthesia filled up my my fourth year time with dermatology, not with dermatology, but as one of the electives thinking it was just going to be like a cush, easy rotation. And then, you know, lo and behold, a weekend, I, I loved it and I wanted to do that. Yeah. So that's pretty wild because didn't you apply to dermatology after the applications were actually even due? Yeah, that's actually a, a fact. I, I applied, I think this was like October 
And, and I think the application for a few programs was still open, but I'm pretty sure the rest were closed. Like I can only apply to, to two or three total national programs, which is not the norm. Um, so to give everyone perspective, I think I applied to 105 or so and ended up interviewing at 16. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a lot. Um, I actually, and I, I'm pretty sure my old PD knows this, I, I did apply for anesthesia and interviewed in anesthesia and I interviewed in Durham. So this was like, I did what's called like a suicide match where you rank one program other than that, like I was ranking programs outside of the specialty. Um, but I had a couple of things going for me. One, it was my home program. So they obviously liked me. And two, it was a small program and it was a newer program. I mean, I think it was like in its third year by the time I would matriculate. Whereas, you know, some of these older programs, they've been around for what, 50 years or longer, some of them even longer. But it had just been reinstated, I want to say. So it wasn't like on everyone's radar. So I think that played a role too, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, well, it's a good thing you matched there because I wouldn't have met you otherwise. Yeah, so tell us about that. Which part? The part about meeting you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I originally met Drew when he interviewed me. And I was dating someone else. And I'll be honest, I never ever thought that I was necessarily going to end up being great friends with this guy, let alone marry this guy. But I ended up matching at University of Arizona, starting there as a first year, still was dating the other guy. So wait, wait, wait. this was like 2013, right? I think the end of 2000. Yeah, 2013, we interviewed. Okay. Yep. And then 2014, I moved out there after my intern year at UC. Yeah. And was wow. still dating the other guy. And initially talked with Drew at a dinner. I was asking him about his girlfriend. Yeah, so I was dating someone else at the time as well. Yeah. And then it turns out Drew had just broken up with her. And then I soon broke up with... Sorry, Rachel. My, <laughs> my boyfriend, really. He dumped me. Uh, so... Drew and I ended up getting to be close friends. We were both huge nerds, loved to study, yeah, and would spend a lot of time in the library together. Well, let's let's back up a little bit. I think that we got along really well because we actually took studying seriously. I feel like other people in our program did too, but not like we did. I mean, I I was a gunner, which means like an overachiever, in other words, since like first year med school, med school. And I, that just continued throughout residency. I wanted to know everything to like be the smartest Durham resident in America. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, for everyone, I would try to pimp Drew and ask him tons of questions, see what he didn't know. Yeah, that's true. So we got along really well we did. <laughs> and became close friends. We did. But we didn't start dating until the end of that year. Uh, even beyond that. No, was it was the end 20... of that year, May oh, 25th of right. 2014, 2015. Yeah, you're right, 2015, right. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know better than I do. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. Okay, so so we met in residency. You you obviously finished your residency. Um, tell us where your clinical interests have been and how they've changed since you've been in practice. You've been in practice now since 
2017. 2017. Yeah. Met Saini since December 2017. So, you know, as part of, I guess, honestly, even going back to college, one of my interests was actually oncology and cancer. I remember I wrote an article for the Dartmouth Undergraduate Journal of Science looking at resveratrol and whether or not it can help prevent cancer or even treat cancer. So cancer was kind of a long-standing interest, and that's actually one of my main interests. So really like seeing patients that have a history of skin cancer, whether it be melanoma or even squamous cell carcinoma, which is kind of the second most common kind of skin cancer, patients that have a, a lot of history of skin cancers and helping them kind of mitigate their risk, um, transplant patients, or even patients... For, for the record, those are like the most challenging patients. Like wow. any dermatologist will tell you, like anyone that has multiple squames, multiple have ha has had a transplant, these are the most challenging patients because it's you're trying to balance like managing a skin cancer versus fatiguing your patient because if every time they see you you're doing 10 biopsies who's going to want to keep getting care i mean that that really happens so just a side note so that's awesome that that's your interest because i find that to be one of the cha most challenging patient types to see well they can be challenging that's for sure but i really do enjoy it but I will just kind of echo that I think that your patient interest population is really difficult. And we'll get to that in a second. But I'll yeah. tell you, one of my other more uh, more recent interests is seeing cancer patients that have rashes from their cancer treatments. So that's been really great to be able to see these patients and be a resource for them so that I can help them kind of manage side effects from their chemotherapy or from their what's called immunotherapy so that they can keep getting the treatment that they need. Yeah, that's great. That's a really needed um, service because more and more people are getting on chemotherapeutics and immunotherapies and there are tons of side effects. But if they can remain on the treatment, they can obviously usually do better if they stay on a treatment. So that's a pretty that's a very important role. Yes. Yeah. So uh, as I was kind of alluding to, Drew's interest is oftentimes or has been in the past more of what's called rheumatology dermatology and I always find those patients to be kind of the more complex people to deal with um, just because their cases can be so challenging and their rashes can oftentimes be resistant to a lot of different treatments yeah so I think I shared this on the first episode that I've been interested in inflammatory skin disease since I was like a second year derm resident I thought I wanted to do skin cancer first but then I fell in love with complex rashes and that's, I did an extra year of training just to look at, just to treat patients with complex medical derm. And so, yeah, I mean, I, they are challenging patients, but I love that. I love the complexity of the rash and I love using systemic medicines to, to get them better. Um, it all has to go, it all has to go, it, it relates to inflammation, which is why we we're doing what we're doing. This podcast um, our lifestyle brand that we're building, all of it, eating a healthy diet, it all goes back to inflammation. And the skin is just a part of your body. So if you if you have inflammation in your body, you're gonna have inflammation in your skin. So what we're really interested in, in is finding ways to reduce inflammation, not only through just therapeutics, but lifestyle changes. So I find it really rewarding in that way. Yeah. So anyways, briefly for the, the 
listener that cares, the autoimmune inflammatory skin diseases we're talking about are things like bullous pemphigoid, pemphigus, dermatomyositis, uh, lupus of the skin, scleroderma or systemic sclerosis. Those are the, that those are the cool disorders in my view. But that being said, I've I've kind of just been happy in community practice. I think the the best part of it is the the mixture, the variety, and seeing people that are well. You know, I think you and I love our specialty focus, but it's also nice to see people that are healthy that come in and out and you know we're we're making a difference we're contributing to their health and we know that they're going to do well they're not going to like end up dead next week you know hopefully yeah i totally agree with you you know it's so great to see that acne patient that's really struggling and to get them better or a psoriasis patient get them on one of these newer biologics and get them clear it's pretty great and it makes them so happy it's wonderful to be that person to helps make that impact yeah, I agree. And now that we're learning more and more and, and sharing with you ways that you can influence your skin's expression of inflammation through diet, through exercise, through healthy living, I'm all the more excited about, you know, treating patients with just routine disorders. Yeah, you and me both. It's so cool to share these little fun facts that we've been sharing, you know, already through podcasts and through our Instagram and, you know, for, for all you listeners out there, you probably don't know this about me, but I actually just love cooking. And eventually I'd love to, to get some information out there to you guys about, you know, healthy recipes and what else you can do diet-wise to improve your health, not just your skin, but general health. Because longevity is another thing that's super important to Drew and, and myself. Yeah, longevity and health span, not just lifespan, but health span, yeah. being aging gracefully and healthfully. Yes. So cool. All right. Well, this well. is a really great intro. So, you know, we, this is our first of our, our duo podcasts, if you will, but there will be more to come. So I encourage you all to keep listening. If there's anything that you guys want to hear us talk about, even us just conversationally, let us know. Yeah, we're, we're glad to talk and uh, share more with you. So stay tuned. We'll see you guys in the next one.